now, NBA Straya, how are you going again? You right? It's Wednesday morning, you know, because why not? That's right, November 2nd, Wednesday morning. This is NBA Straya. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of, uh, I don't know what, CodeBet. That's pretty good. Go check me out on Fox Sports Labs NBA show with Ben Dixon. Good times there. Uh, and obviously, NBA Australia, NFL Australia. That's what we do here, isn't it? That's right. Yes, we do. And uh, I'm here hanging out in Larry Armour Studios, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season. And Steve Nash has been fired. What? Way to bury the lead, Jimmy. Yeah, that's right. The Nets have fired Steve Nash. That's why we're doing this show this morning. And uh, they've replaced him with, wait for it, Ema Yudoka. Seriously, I mean, what what the hell was that? <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty crazy, but I just I just don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. I, I I just don't know. I just don't know either. Uh other little bits. Uh, the Bucks are awesome. The Lakers won a game. Let's get into that. Uh, we'll you know wrap some games. We'll do a juicy slam. But that's not an knife. Old mate, no mate. Spud of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We'll do some yanas. A couple of things to talk about. Unpopular opinion of the day. And our back take, yes, we were serving up a flame grill take. Uh, we'll also drop in a Shane Hill shooter, shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. Uh, have a look at the Australian players and preview some games through to Friday. Sound good? Good. Let's get into it. Might finish off with a really quick Jingles HR as well, just because why the bloody hell not? Right. Episode 854 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Ah, you better. Well, you better watch out for the Steve Nash, Sean Marks attack. Oh boy. The Joe Sy attack? The PR attack? What do you reckon? Is it the PR attack? I feel like this might be the PR attack. How do we deflect attention from Kyrie Irving and his anti-Semitism promoting Twitters? We'll fire our fucking coach. <laughs> Love it! Also, I think there might be a job open down there at the Nets in the PR office. Jesus. Right. Better watch out for the PR attack. Uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBS with the Daily... Whip around. Oh, it's a whip crack. I get it. Nice one, Jimmy. Yes, uh, Steve Nash got fired. After a win as well. It was one of the least convincing wins you could also watch. That Nets Pacers game, uh, especially when you're betting on it. Uh, <laughs> eight and a half points. Fuck you, Nets. Anyway, uh, wow, they just look shit, though. This is the thing. You can sort of go, oh, Steve Nash didn't get a fair shake. Steve Nash. He's a good dude. Yeah, but his teams have been shit. And they've had like zero accountability. Anyway, but you kind of knew the jig was up here with Nash when he's out there just getting fucking losing his mind, getting tossed from games for arguing with people. Hey, there was a bad call, hey? What are you doing there? Oh, God, gee willikers there, ref. I don't know about that call there, Oh, you can go blow your nose now, all right? Okay. Oh, why, what do you mean I'm being tossed? Love Canadians. Uh, 161 games in charge of the Nets. Steve Nash, 94 and 67. That's a pretty good record. Yeah, they also had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. 
for a bunch of them. Um, he goes, what, 48 and 24 in the 72 game season back in 2021. That's when they made the second round and uh, lost in seven games to the eventual champion, Millie Walker. It's our Gonkin for the good land. Bucks with Kevin Durant and his old big fucking toe being on the line. Uh, they did smoke Boston in the first round of that one. Don't forget, 4 1. Go seven games in Milwaukee. And then last year, they go 44 38. Uh, absolute chaos, obviously, around that team the entire time. The Harden stuff. Simo comes in. Simo doesn't play. Kyrie's not vaccinated. Uh, basically, Kevin Durant, a one man show in that, what, sweep against the Buck, uh, the Celtics. Games were closer than you remember. But still, and they start off two and five this year, actually one and five before they pull that Pacers game out of their ass. And really, in their two wins, like they've looked all right. Where you go, oh, cool, they beat the Pacers. But the problem was they lost to the Pacers literally two days ago, and that was probably for me. Like that's almost when you go, all right, I think the decision's been made. Like if we're losing by nine to the Pacers, who are on a back to back and shit house. And something's fucky, bro. Something's fucky. They lose that Mavericks overtime game. Look, you get that on the big jobs. But that Pacers game would have been the straw that broke the Sean Marks back. Uh, you saw the, what, the statement? We want to thank Steve. Oh, oh Bree, we'd like to thank Steve for everything you brought to our franchise over the past two plus seasons, said General Manager Sean Marks. Since becoming head coach, Brew, uh, Steve was faced with a number of unprecedented challenges, Brew, and we are sincerely grateful for his leadership his patience, and humility throughout his tenure. Uh, personally, this was an immensely difficult decision for me. However, after much deliberation and evaluation of how the season has begun, we agreed that a change was necessary at this time, eh? Oh, so bye-bye, Steve. It's been great. Love, your friend, Sean. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much what the statement read. I do love it when they stay. Ah, look, it's mutual. Steve Nash is like, hey, Steve, do you want to resign? He's like, yes, please. Can I? Can I just go home? Fuck this. <laughs> so you knew the writing was on the wall. And so much of this comes down to, I don't know, does your coach have the support of the couple of the best players at the top of the uh, tree? No! Kevin Durant literally wanted him fired in the offseason. How long did you think he was going to fucking last if they started off slowly? The answer was seven games. Um, yeah, Katie and Kyrie never really felt like they sort of meshed properly with Nash despite him being basically their hand-picked dude to replace my man, Kenny Atkinson, who I will always fucking love. Oh, we need, we need to uh, sort out our culture, eh, says Sean Marks. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe start at the fucking top with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving being a punch of, uh, I don't know, hacks when it comes to leadership and accountability and setting a tone. <laughs> anyway. The clincher was when they're like, yep, we're going to replace you with Emo Udoka. Record scratch. Hang on a second. Isn't he suspended for a year? Yes. Yes, he is. But he's only suspended by Boston. And I thought this was pretty fascinating, this Emo Udoka reporting. Um, So basically, pops off. Shams is out there. Woj is all over it as well, straight away. They're like, yep. Uh, The front runner to replace... Steve Nash is Emo Yudoka, currently suspended by the Boston Celtics for an inappropriate relationship to blah, 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 blah. Uh, Some of the reporting in the actual articles, the Nets have been vetting the circumstances around Yudoka's suspension, believe he can tighten up the league's 29th round, blah, 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 and command leadership in a difficult locker room. This, for me, is pretty much the biggest clincher 
of this Udoka announcement, right? They're like, right, who can we bring in who's going to kick some ass, take some names, not take shit from these fucking sooks, and whip them into shape? And they're like, well, there is a bloke up there who uh, in Boston who got suspended for a year. And Further on in the reporting was probably the most revealing aspect, right? Uh, the investigative findings, which described verbiage on Udoka's part that was deemed especially concerning coming from a workplace superior. Uh, basically, they found that Udoka had found crude language in his dialogue with a female subordinate before the start of an improper relationship uh, with a woman, which is what basically factored into his suspension. I absolutely like was blown away by the bit at the end, contributed to what was an unlikely pathway to his reinstatement as Celtics coach in 2023. So basically, they said, the Celtics weren't going to bring him back Anyway, so they fucking cut bait. It's pretty interesting. And that's kind of what they talked about. The power dynamic associated with the superior's improper relationship was the primary finding and policy violation. Uh, cited in the law firm's report. So what does this mean for the Nets? It's pretty big. I mean, this is the same Ime Udoka who Celtics fans, in all their uh, boneheaded glory, were calling for his head. In December. Oh, you shit. He can't. He's not getting through to them. <laughs> Record scratch. Then he got through to them. Uh, they were three games under 500 on December 29th. They were 16 and 19 before the start of 2022. Even by the end of January, they were still under 500. They were the 10th seed in the Eastern Conference. They were 23 and 24. 23 and 24. They finished 51 and 31. It's a 28 to 7 run to finish the season. They obviously made the NBA Finals. But more importantly for me, and I think more importantly for the Nets, is that they finished second in defensive rating in the NBA of the Celtics last year. Built around Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Can't stop anybody in the finals. Uh, basically, Udoka comes into a team where it's like, all right, well, there's Ben Simmons. He's a taller Marcus Smart who can't shoot. Off we go. And he's like, all right, cool. Uh, you got Kevin Durant. He's like older Jason Tatum. Uh, here's Kyrie Irving. He's a fucking head case. <laughs> Can you just keep him on the straight and narrow there, Eme? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll give it a fucking shot, eh? I just won't message him. Uh, <laughs> but really, this is what it's all about. This is about setting a tone in that locker room. Uh, unfortunately, it comes at the cost of, oh, yeah. Does it really matter what we think about like women and uh, their place in the, you know, in our franchise, in our organization, because just imagine if the Nets had a female, like, associate head coach or something. Do you reckon she'd be like, oh, this is fucking great. We're bringing in Emay. He seems like a pretty good dude. Definitely won't hassle anybody. <laughs> anyway, I mean, this entire Udoka thing, like, we sort of hit on it in the offseason and then into, the, into the, some of the preseason stuff. Like, it felt like... Uh, you know, none of the reporting was really out there about, you know, details of what was going on. I've got a feeling we might find out <laughs> in a very typical Boston fashion. As soon as someone's left town, let's kick them down the road uh, with all the reporting that we've held back. So we'll find out what's happened with the uh, Ima Yudoka stuff. But from Annette's perspective, on court-wise in that locker room, uh, this is about whipping Ben Simmons into shape, whipping that defense into some semblance of being fucking half not a tire fire and uh, trying to keep KD and Kyrie on the straight and narrow. You knew it was always going to be Nash as well. Like, sure, Mark's probably not going to get fired before Steve Nash. Joe Sire's going to go, right, we can't change the players, even though they want to be changed. Can we change the coach? 
Yes. If we change the GM, we have to burn the entire fucking thing down. So let's get rid of Steve. We'll bring in Emo Yudoka. We'll eat the PR hit. I mean, holy shit, we've got Kyrie on this team anyway. Anything that changes like the focus from him and his anti-Semitic fucking promotions on on Twitter, uh, let's do that. Yeah, so great job, Joe. So, so there you go. Steve Nash out after a 2-5 and five start. Emo Yudoka, uh, look, he's going to take over at some point. They're negotiating when uh, Jacques Vaughan remains the uh, interim head coach until Yudoka apparently takes over. Pretty gnarly, pretty crazy, absolute fucking chaos, if you ask me. It's just like waking up this morning, it's like, What was that? What the hell was that? What the hell was that? It was pretty gnarly. Anyway, what about little bits of news before we get into some game raps and get the fuck out of here? <laughs> yeah, Kawhi. Uh, not great. Kawhi, he's just uh, out with stiffness in his uh, right knee. Oh, my knee's a bit sore, bro. So he's played two games. Uh, what, well, he played 21 minutes off the bench. And, uh, what, rested. Had a bit of a blow-up. He'll have missed uh, six straight games by the time of uh, this coming weekend. And we still don't know if he's going to play on this weekend against Utah. So, old clamps over there. It's getting a bit squirrely, isn't it? Getting a bit squirrely. Uh, Miles Turner. He's uh, making the news. He's out there interfering with himself. Which, look, it might sound like something you'd usually be all about, but um, interfering with himself. Oh, the Lakers. Yeah, look, if I was the Lakers, I'd trade for me. So can he Can he say that? <laughs> I mean, that's. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty funny. I don't know if he could say it, but here we are, and he's saying it. Uh, he's like, yeah, look, you know, I know what I can bring to a team, so if they were to trade for somebody, yeah, like, let's go, man. Like, I'll do it. Yeah, just take a hard look at it and just, like, give us a look. Uh, the Sixers were fined two second rounders, which is pretty funny, uh, for interfering uh, in the offseason with PJ Tucker. Gee, do you think there might have been some tampering? Mate, they were tampering with him back in, like, fucking April. Like, what are we doing? Like the Heat was still playing, and he's like, oh, yeah, I might be in Philly next year, eh? It's pretty crazy how they already knew all the, like, contract details of that uh, of that agreement. <laughs> and so a lot of that was specifically to do with um, the way that the agents were talking with teams. So they lose their 23 and 24 second rounders. Um, and apparently it's also with PJ Tucker and Daniel House. Prior to the date when such discussions are permitted, uh, they were chatting to both players, their agents, whatever, before they were allowed to. So, boom. To, they've been investigating this since the summer, um, which is pretty funny. And it was also like, yeah, we all knew this was happening. Like Daniel House Jr., PJ Tucker, and James Harden all used to play together with, you know, on Houston, where Daryl Morey was in charge. Uh, James Harden takes a fucking pay cut. PJ Tucker, Daniel House somehow come to Philly. Of course they were fucking tampering. The same sort of thing goes to uh, the Jalen Brunson Dallas Mavericks thing, which is still ongoing, which is hilarious. I'm like, well, the Knicks are just waiting for that and fucking to come down the pike. But anyway, uh, funny, funny stuff. And Darius Rucker, Judy Garland might be back soon from his eye injury, which is going to be kind of cool because the Cavs are awesome anyway. Bring him back. Off we go. Exciting times. And uh, Josh Primo, we mentioned him on uh, Sunday's show, waved by the Spurs. Uh, you know, the reporting around that is like, you know, he's just waving his dick in the wind at people. So that's not great. Uh, though with Emo Udoka now in charge in Brooklyn, look for them to snap him up off waivers. Like, hey, man, I don't know if you did anything that wrong. Did you send texts about him? <laughs> God. <laughs> Let's do some gay raps. Game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps. Game raps, game raps. That's right, the game raps. 
Last couple of days, we had the Pelicans beat the Valley Cans, not the Pelicans. One twelve, they beat the Clippers, ninety-one. Uh, so this was Monday's games. We did a Sunday night show. Um, Zion back twenty-one and twelve and seven. He was absolutely tearing it apart against the Clippers. And fucking hell, I love that Pelicans team. Uh, the Clippers just a bit of a mess at the moment. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. The Celtics beat the Wizards one twelve ninety four. Jalen Brown crushing it. Um, they smoked him out of the out of the off the basically out of the, out of the start of this game. They were like, right, cool, nah, fuck the Wizards. I hope they wore black because it's a funeral, baby. It's a funeral. The Extreme Zinger Burger couldn't really do too much. The extreme Zinger Meal and uh, the Wizards. Look, they're one of the more just confusing teams. So. 3 of 13 in that one for Kuz, 4 of 16 for Beal. If those guys are going to be shit, you're going to get cooked. And this is the thing. When it comes to the Celtics, that's their strength. Bit of defensive perimeter action. If you're Wizards, while we rely on that perimeter scoring, guess what's going to happen? Rock hard place. Uh, The Cavs absolutely smashed the Knicks. 121-108. Fourth quarter, ran away with it. Absolute chaos. Because the Knicks were right in this. And were, in fact, leading, going to the fourth, boom, 37-point fourth quarter. Donnie Mitchell goes absolutely ham. They crush it. Mash them. 37-15 fourth quarter. The Cavs moved to 5-1 and one with that one. The Knicks dropped to 3-3. Three and three. Uh, I do like the Knicks, but, geez, that was just a shit show. The Pistons beat the Warriors. What? That was hilarious. 128-114 at home. Warriors off a back-to-back, having just lost to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, the Pistons, you knew that they were going to get up for this one. You tend to expect, though, in these sort of spots, the Warriors go, right, doesn't matter. But they're sitting clay at the moment. He's, like, rehabbing his foot, so he doesn't play. Poole goes 10-21. He hits 5-3. Steph hits 4. They go for 62 between them. Nobody else does a bloody thing, bro. Andrew Wiggins is the only one who did anything, and he shot 4 of 15 to get to his 10 points. Like, this was horrible. It was horrible. There's no other way to put it. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. Uh, come bucket. He went for four points. Oh, jeez. Just, this is one of those ones where you go, yeah, Draymond usually would step up, but he got you a triple single, 7-7-7, seven, 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 and he's 26 minutes. That's the sort of game where you need him to go, hang on, let's do it. Meanwhile, the Pistons dropped 21 from Bogdan, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, my uh, best mate. 28 from Big Deke Bay. 24 from Beef Stew. He had 13 rebounds. And Cade Cunningham, one assist off a triple-double. 23-10 and 19. And Jaden Aver, 15-4-3. Uh, the rookie looking good. So when you got all five starters and double figures and literally only three dudes on the Warriors, you're going to win that one. Great job, Pistons. I love them. They're so much fun. The Spurs. What? They just keep winning. They just keep just winning, baby. 107-98. They beat the Wolves. Because they're a shit joke. Calden Johnson went 25, 6 and 8. He's a weapon. And uh, the rest of those Wolves, I mean, D-Lo goes 5 of 17, 10 and 19 for uh, the big cat. 26 and 11 for him. 9 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, 12 rebounds for Rudy Gobert. But Ant-Man, just 18 shots for 18 points. And when you got D-Lo, between the two of them, they went 1 of 11 from 3. If... Neither of them are having a good game. Good game. They're guards, Ant-Man or D'Lo. They're fucking cooked. That's just like the way to beat the, uh, the Wolves at the moment because Cat and Gobert can't dominate. Just what they do. The Mavs held off the uh, fast-finishing magic. 114-104. Luka goes for 30 in the first half, ends up with 14. Tell you what, Bol Bol might be for real. 16-11, three blocks. 
He's like, I mean, they've got Mo Bamba on this team and Bol Bol's played him out of the fucking like rotation. It's crazy. Bol Bol, 16, 11 and three blocks. What a weapon. Paolo had a bit of a rough one. He shot six of 21 or six from three in that one, but whatever. Great job by the Mavs. They needed to win that. They did. They did just enough. The Spurs. No, the Spurs. The Shans. There you go. Use your words. 124-109 winners over the Rockets. I liked uh, the Rockets to cover in this one. Uh, forgetting that the Rockets are shit. Like real fucking shit. And uh, that was pretty funny. So Suns ran over the top of him. Devin Booker, he's unreal this year. 30 points in that one. And the Lakers. Ah, oh, isn't this nice to see? The Lakers stink. But they got a win. And they acted like they won the fucking title as well. Settle down. Act like you've been there before, Russell Westbrook. Oh, but man, we got a win. 23, 10, 14, and 6 for the Joker. 17 and 9 for MPJ. Jamin Jamal Murray, 21 points on 21 shots. He is awesome at times, but yeah. A couple of those shots just clanked, and it was pretty brutal to see. But look, 26, 6, and 8 for LeBron James, 23 and 18 for AD. My man, Lonnie Walker, I still believe. He had 18. That's his best scoring game of the season. Everyone's shitting on the Lonnie Walker thing. I'm like, look, he's the kind of dude they need, just a young guard who can just give you something, something. And he's young. The potential's still there. Rusty, he had 18, 8, 8 off the bench. Uh, Nice little sort of loopy layup. It was pretty good. And uh, they get the win. 121-110. They finally got on the board. 1-5. Yesterday's games. Real quick, the Kings. I love them. King Deli. Out there. They turned this game around. It was absolutely fucking chaos. Davion Mitchell was unreal. 115-108. The Kings turned this right around in the second half. They lose De'Aaron Fox. He goes out. Uh, I think it was with an ankle injury. Deli comes in. Boom. Changes the face of the game. Hits a three. He only plays eight minutes, but he has three assists, three points, a plus 10 in eight minutes. Love it. Darren Fox was a minus eight in nine. I'm just saying, but the ginger ninja, Kevin Huerta. Yeah, 26. Awesome. Awesome game for him. Five of 10 from downtown. Five from six from three for Davion Mitchell as well. Uh, 23 points. The Hornets, bit of a mess. Three and four. Oubre at 16. Denny Smith Jr. at 15. 28 for PJ Hamilton, Washington, but what is this team? Seriously. Gordon Hayward's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Sixers beat the Wizards without Joel Embiid, 118-111. It's a big win. Uh, that's three on the trot now for the Sixers. Uh, 17 assists for Harden. The Extreme Zingamil played his ass off, though. He was uh, supercharged. Supercharged Zingerberger. I mean, you would be too if you were going up against Montrez, Harold, and uh, I don't know what, their starting center was PJ Tucker. Yeah, so if the Zinger, Extreme Zinger Meal, Extreme Zinger Meal, didn't put up 32, you'd be a bit fucking worried. Like, it's Montrez Harrell, it's Paul Basketball Paul Reed, and uh, PJ Tucker as your bigs. What is going on in 6 land? Anyway, they got the win, so fuck it. Brad Beal, still 20 points, not a great start to his season. Good win for the Shikshush. The Wiz, question mark. Nets held on to beat the fucking faces, 116-109. KD was great. 36-9-7, awesome game from him. But it's the paces. I mean, they shouldn't have to expend that much energy, and that's why they fired Steve Nash. The Raptors kicked the fuck out of the Hawks, 139-109. I thought the Hawks would be uh, go up to Toronto, put up a good fight. Trey Young forgot to take his fucking jump shot across the border. Ugh, talk about him in a second. Raptors run away with the second half. They put up 75 on them in the second half after putting up 64 in the first how do you lose games? Like that. The Bucks 110 beat the Pistons 108. Uh, held on. <laughs> it was just 
This Pistons team, man, they're so feisty. I love them. Cade goes for 26, six and seven. It was Drew Holiday. It's the clutch three at the end. They get the win. Uh, the Yaz beat the Grizz. The Grizz, I mean, God love them. No Desmond Bain. Apparently no Grizzlies. 37, five and four for Jamarant. Shoots 12 of 18. Goes to the line 15 times. Dylan Brooks plays his ass off. 19 points. Just nothing else. It's a bit of a worry. I've talked about Jenga teams on NFL Australia, and it's like the Grizzlies, they can sort of seemingly take a, you know, Jar not being there, but if Desmond Bain's not playing, they're just a fucking mess. Meanwhile, the finisher, Lowry, that's a girl's name, Mark, and 31-11 and just turning into Finn Dirk. I love it. And finally, the Clippers, Paul George, hits the uh, winner, 95-93. Rockets push them right to the edge, which is hilarious. Like The Clippers shouldn't need Paul George game winners, over the top of Eric Gordon, baseline. It was a beautiful move. Don't get me wrong, but what are we doing here? <laughs> Paul? <laughs> Seriously, mate, what are you doing? Oh, it's a bit of a worry, I'll tell you. All right, let's do an NBA Australia Pro Performance of the Night. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, I told you, Luca with the 30 at, a half, at the half against Orlando ends up with the 44. That was pretty good. Donnie Mitchell, though. Bit of sauce against the Knicks. He and Kevin Love went 16 of 26 from downtown between the two of them. They both went 8 of 13. Uh, but Donnie, 38 against the Knickerbockers, 29 for K-Love. Do you reckon this is Donnie Mitchell going, hey, you should have traded for me, you dickheads? Just saying. Just saying. Zinger, as mentioned, 32 against Philly, playing against everybody who's like a fucking foot and a half shorter than him. You'd hope that he put up 32. And Paul George, that game when he had 35 in that game. I'm going to get to the finisher in a second, but I've got to say, he is fucking 31-11 with four blocks and dominated Memphis. They've won back-to-back games against the Grizzlies. What is going on? Nobody knows. It's hilarious. But who was Spud of the night? Spud, 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 Spud of the night. Reggie Jackson goes 2 of 11 in the Clippers game against the Rockets. Uh, 3 of 14 for Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, I think that was in yesterday's game. Uh, pretty funny stuff. Trey Young, as mentioned, 3 of 13. Kuzma, 3 of 13 against Boston as well. That's that uh, Jalen Jason effect. How was the weekend for Jalen Green? Well, the last couple of days, not the weekend. For Jalen Green, brutal start to the year. 5 of 18 and then goes 4 of 17. Houston are in these games. Jalen Green keeps shooting them out of it. Uh, 15, uh, 5 of 17, there you go, for D'Angelo. Russell, as mentioned, he and uh, Ant-Man. Was a 1 of 13 from downtown? Oh, my sweet baby, Karis LeVert, backed up his 41 the other day with 0 of 9 shooting against the Knickerbockers. He did have 8 assists, though, so not all bad. Trey Jones goes 2 of 12 in that San Antonio Banderas win, but still, I'll tell you what, my favorite run from the weekend was... Norm, he went 311. Uh, who was Old Mate No Mates? Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. I'll stop you there. It was Steve Nash. Uh, <laughs> seriously, if he had anybody being his mate in that locker room, he probably wouldn't have been fired. They all went, Steve, that Canadian bloke over there who gets it, like, he's like really sort of softly spoken and doesn't really hold anyone account- accountable. 
That guy? Nah, he's your mate. Fuck that. Uh, Pantsing of the night. Uh, the Warriors being pantsed by the Pistons was pretty good. Luke and Nutmegging motherfuckers enjoyed this one. And, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. The Warriors-Pistons game was absolutely hilarious. But, really, the Memphis Grizzlies being pantsed back-to-back by the Jazz is pretty crazy. I don't know. There's just something going on with this San Antonio-Utah uh, Indy. Like basically, the, what we all expected the three worst teams in the NBA to be. There's just so much talent at the moment that you can't sleep on literally any team. You have to play half decently all the fucking time. Like the Grizzlies just learned that. The Nets are learning that. It's teams like the Bulls where you're like, oh, they should be better. And it's like, yeah, if they play with like the heart and the drive of someone like the Yaz, that'd be awesome. But anyway, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, it's the finisher. Finish Dirk. That's right. Larry, that's a girl's name, marking it. 31-11-2 with four blocks he went for against Memphis the other day. And you're like, yeah, geez, that's okay. Backs up 23-9-5 before that. 17-10 before that. 24-9-3 before that. It's his second time he's gone over 30 this season. He's averaging 22.6 points, 9.3 rebounds, 3 assists, and absolutely going ham. Yeah, you better believe he's better than Lonzo Ball. Right, let's do some quick yeah nahs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some yenars brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch, 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 get your merch. Do it, 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 do it. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. I mean, you heard the man. Go do it. NBAAustralia.com slash shop or on the socials. Right, do some yenars. Has any coach gotten a rawer deal than Steve Nash? Yenar. In two years, he becomes KD and Kyrie's handpicked coach. They shit can my man Kenny Atkinson. Uh, they deal with injuries to KD. Obviously, they have the Harden trade and like the lead up to the Harden trade to get him from Houston. They then lose sweet baby Karis Levert, Jared Kerr, the Fro Allen. They have to bring in DeAndre fucking Jordan because well they've already got DeAndre Jordan with KD and Kyrie. He's bitching and moaning because Jared Allen's way better than him. Uh, they get Harden. There's injuries. Uh, KD, Kyrie, Harden. Oh geez, the Kyrie vaccination thing. The Simmons trade. Harden's cracking it. Nash has to deal with Harden hating Kyrie, Kyrie not getting vaccinated, KD going out after the trade deadline last year. Simmons is traded in. He sits. He's got his sore back. You've got the offseason KD trade request. You've got KD firing Steve request. That's a lot to happen <laughs> in two seasons. Felt like 80 fucking seasons for Steve Nash. Like He would have had like a spice, of, spice for life, I reckon, going to that job. And just had, like, all fucking joy sucked out of his life, I reckon. And the Nets might have been just better off keeping Kenny or just keeping Ime Udoka. Anyway. Pretty crazy. Uh, I can't really think of another coach 
that had probably that much happen in only two years. And it's probably a surprise that he lasted this long. Any other coach who wasn't like a two-time MVP wouldn't have. But still a bit of a real fucking deal, isn't it? Uh, are the Nets really adding a bloke who has stood down for uh, some sort of sex pestery <laughs> for a bloke uh, and adding, adding him to a bloke who hasn't disavowed uh, anti-Semitic social media posts? Yeah, nah, yeah, they really are. But is it really actually going to make them a substantially better basketball team, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, yeah. It is! This is the thing with all the Steve Nash stuff. Watching them... It feels like there's zero fucking plan. So here's KD's turn. Here's Kyrie's turn. What are we going to do on defense? I don't know. Simo, can you fix it? He's like, dude, my back's hurting. My neck, everything hurts. Don't say anything mean to me. Um, I yelled about this on Monday's show as well, right? Like, it's KD's lack of leadership is what allows, like, Kyrie's dumb fuckery to go on and undermines everything. They're sort of trying to build as a team. I was asked, like, what does Patty Mills think of all this, do you think? And I'd be like, well... If you're not the best player on the team, you can think what you want. And no doubt, Patty has like an approach where it's like, hey man, everybody lives their own truth. That's a lot of uh, Patty's vibe. And probably in the back of his head, he's like, Kyrie's probably a bit of a dickhead. You know? But if Patty Mill, like if Kevin Durant had Patty Mills' approach and vibes, probably none of this is going on. Essentially, this is all sort of, you know, a lot of KDs like, hey, man, we're just going to do what we do. Hey, we're going to leave it out on the court. Yeah, you've also got to, you got to show a bit more leadership than that, Kevin, if you want to be thought of as like a top 15 player of all time. He's easily one of the top 15 most talented basketball players of all time, but this lack of leadership is fucking blowing my mind. So to let all this Kyrie dumb fuckery go on and say, hey, man, look, it's not affecting us. Well, it fucking should, Kevin. Either way, they bring in Udoka. This is the voice that they're going to respect the shit out of, obviously. They have before. He's worked with Simo in Philly. Uh, he was obviously an assistant there in Brooklyn beforehand. But more importantly to me, this is a voice of a person they know who can kick their ass. You know? Emo Yudoka's not afraid of Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. And they're probably just a little bit afraid of him. You know? Like, this is the workhorse former player versus, like, the Steve Nash... Two-time MVP, but the finesse point guard, yes, tough as fucking nails, but he's not going to fight you. Emo Udoka might fight you. No one's afraid of Steve Nash. I can guarantee there's a few people afraid of Emo Udoka. They've probably gotten text from him. Um, I think there has to be an element of hard assery from your coach to succeed, right? Even Steve, like Steve Kerr will fight you. Like he got punched by fucking Michael Jordan. Steve Kerr will get into it, but basically I think the way we look at this is that give Emo Yudoka half a season with this team, watch their defense go from abject tire fire to maybe like floating garbage barge. Not as bad. Doesn't smell quite that bad. Like all they need to do is get to like okay, like not shit. Because when you've got KD and Kyrie, that's kind of all you need. So, yeah. Uh, the big thing for me though is obviously Simon Dawson sent this one through the other day. Hey, mate, got a year now for you. Ben Simmons is an overrated defender. Don't know if it's his back or not. Doesn't seem to do the one percenters um, unless it's a steal or block for the highlight reel. Has no hustle. Never really boxes out. Always looks a bit lost. Needs to watch some vision of Josh Green playing D. Uh, yeah, nah, yes. So this has been one of my things that I've, uh, if you've listened to NBA Australia at length, the Ben Simmons defender thing, he should have been def- 
Defensive Player of the Year a couple of years ago. But his one-on-one defense has always been a bit overrated because his value comes from what he does within the scheme and how much he disrupts your entire offensive flow, right, on the opposition, rather than specifically go, I need to lock down that guy. He's really great at, like, funneling dudes where they don't want to go, uh, disrupting, essentially, the plays that you want to run, and that's where his value is. And, like, once he's back in, like, tip-top game shape, he can then also go to toe-to-toe with, like, the best perimeter scorers in the league. He might not be, like, the complete defensive one-on-one menace of, like, Kawaii. <laughs> the Box Hill Benny can get right there. But, yeah, he's overrated at the moment because he's not someone you can build your entire sort of uh, defensive scheme around right now like a Draymond, like a Kawhi. But guess what? The potential's there for him to be that. And I'll tell you what, Emo Udoka is more than fucking likely to get that out of him than Steve Nash was. So he'll challenge him in ways that Nash never could. Hopefully lights a fire under his ass. Emo Udoka could probably be the best thing that happened to Simmons on the Nets. I'm just saying, right there, right now. Um, because he needs somebody to push him. He needs somebody to get his ass into gear and go, you need to be the defensive player of the year, and if you are, we could win the fucking title. Because they could. If Emo Udoka... Kicks him in the gear like he did the Celtics last year. Uh, popular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, speaking of Kawhi, uh, I've got it turning on the Clippers a little bit. This Kawhi thing is fucky. Like I had them basically as the best team in the West kind of vibes. Uh, but that was me expecting that Clamps and Paul George would play, I don't know, Clamps like maybe 60%, Paul George 70% of their games, and that looks unlikely at this point. And the problem is, like, there's a bit of a lesson there for Benny uh, Simmons there too, right? Wasting a year of your prime because you got sad your coach said lukewarm things about you in the media is just fucking stupid. But anyway, um, the Clippers should be better. I think they've got so many veterans, though, it'll just sort of take a little bit of time. This In a few weeks, this might be a bit silly, but I'm just saying, the Kawhi Leonard thing is a bit fucked. And if the Clippers have built everything sort of around that, if he's not good to go in, like, the playoffs, I mean, we're fucking six, seven games in, sure. But worrying science. Worrying science. How about another unpopular opinion of the day? I don't mind the emo you don't go higher. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Our back take house. It's Wednesday at our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yes. I'm going to have to jump on seek.com.au and hire some new staff because the today's special got loose in the kitchen. It took out four of our staff. I've got to put in some calls to families that don't have members of them anymore. Because the world's deadliest bird is also the world's tastiest. And it's in today's special. That's right, cassowary casserole only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill Take is... Last time we had one of these, it was Kevin Durant should win the MVP if they make the play-in. Today's Outback Takehouse is Kevin Durant will win the MVP, MVP if they land in the top six. And Ben Simmons will win the Defensive Player of the Year. Only at Outback. Love it. All right, quick play, uh, Australian player watch, and we'll get the fuck out of here right after, let's say, this one. This is Mick K, and you'll listen to NBA Australia.
All right. As mentioned, Ben Simmons is out at the moment, uh, sitting with a bit of a you know knee soreness and stuff like that. Uh, nine points, nine rebounds, eight uh, uh, nine assists, eight rebounds against that uh, indie team that they lost to on Sunday. Uh, not ideal. The block and steal, cool, great job, but still. Uh, tell you what, he's still shooting forty four percent from the floor. He still has more fouls and field goals made. So uh, anyway, maybe a couple of days off will uh, help him out. You'd bloody well hope so, Jimmy. Patty Mills, Patty Thrills. Uh, he was a uh, look. It was right in that first inning game when he went for the eight, but uh, did not bother the scorers against the Pacers yesterday. Uh, in that win, over one from the floor. That was a three. He missed it. Zero points. That's all right. Patty is all about everything else at the moment. He'll out there, be out there providing insight. Rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, land out the rooster. <laughs> 16 and 7 with a block and steal against the Rockets. And a big win for the Suns. Went 6 and 9. Nice from the floor. 0 of 1 from downtown. 4 of 4 at the free throw line. Jock Landau. A few more opportunities. DeAndre Ayton out for a week with an ankle injury. Watch the Rooster. Step in, step up. They're starting Biombo instead of uh, the Rooster. But look, Landau will be fine. As long as he just gets more minutes and consistent minutes, he'll be laughing. He'll play Biombo out of a gig. I'll tell you that bloody much. Uh, who else? We had Dyson Daniels. He made his debut last week. He hasn't gotten back out there again. Jack White got out there for a uh, tiny little bit of run the other day as well. Uh, he, yeah, he got in that, you know, against the Lakers in that big win for the Nugs. Got another minute and had a rebound against the Yaz on the weekend. But we mentioned that already. Josh Giddy still not back from his uh, ankle tweak. Josh Green, absolutely crushing at the moment. On Sunday, in that lost OKC, he went for a 6-5 with four steals. Absolutely crushed it. 2-5 of five from the floor, though. And then in that win over Orlando, 2-3 of three from the floor, 1-2 from downtown, 6 points, 2 rebounds, and a steal. Playing great defense is uh, Josh Scott Green. Maddie T, Aussie Matty T. It's like Doc Rivers went, Hey, I've got one of the best defenders in the NBA on my team. Um... If we want to win games, maybe we should play better defense. And in a surprise twist, in the three last games that they've won, he's played 16, 21, and 22 minutes, and they've won all of them. Uh, he had two points against the Bulls on the weekend, and then one point, two steals, five rebounds in 16 minutes, over one from the floor against the Wizards. And uh, last one was King Nelly. came out, hit his first shot, took his first shot, and hit his first shot of the season uh, against Charlotte. Three points, three assists, and eight minutes. Great to see Dally. Absolutely smashed it. That shot is a thing of fucking beauty. Speaking of shooting, let's do a Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. Really quick one. I mentioned this the other day. The uh, oh, the other day. This just earlier, the 8 of 13 and the 8 of 13. The Knickerbockers. That defense might need a little bit of work if you're letting Donnie Mitchell and Kevin Love shoot 16 of 26 between them from downtown. Unbelievable. And how was Dougie McBuckets as well? I love Doug McDermott. Big win over the Wolves. Uh, it was that Monday. Okay, 7 of 14. Loved it. Good stuff. All right. Uh, what else? Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, this is just Patty... Going absolutely ham on the IGs, looking cool as shit. Because that's what he fucking does, mate. Uh, out there just... 
Yeah, the so baby, why you shoot down on a good vibe, ready to flow, wearing that sick white and red Nets jersey. Love it. Uh, the picks. How did we go uh, the other day? We did all right. I think we end up, especially the head to heads. We uh, smash those. Let's see if I can bring it up. See, uh, old double scream, eh, Jim? Jim, how are you going with that? Yeah, not great. Uh, we went 3 of 8 against the spread. Oh, that wasn't great. But that was a lot of uh, ones where you're like, yeah, the Wizards should have fought. Golden State, not great. And uh, anyway, we still nailed an Orlando one. But um, then, so we went 8 of 15 over the last two days. So we've got two more days worth of stuff to pick. And uh, what do we got? We've got four games today. We've already picked Brooklyn in that one against the Bulls. Expect a bit of a dead coach bounce. They're minus 2.5. Uh, I'm going to stick with Brooklyn. I think there's a bit of a uh, fire lit under them. No Benny Simmons, but at home, give me the Nets. Miami, they host the Warriors. Warriors reeling. Um, I picked Miami the other day, just head-to-head. I might actually take the Warriors now. I think getting one and a half points on the road, even without Clay, the Warriors need to get that one just to sort of get their shit sorted. Miami, you're a bit of a worry, BT-dubs. Orlando, they are three-and-a-half-point underdogs to the OKC Thunders. I'm going to still stick with Orlando, plus three-and-a-half in the Wolves. Four and a half point underdogs against the Suns. I think this might be the time where the Bulls' size actually does matter a little bit. So give me the plus four and a half in a close game. Uh, we don't have any lines for tomorrow's games, which would be Thursday. So that's Philly. Uh, let's make some picks. Bring up the schedule. So to reiterate who we already had. All right. We've got a bunch of games. It's going to be good. Washington at Philly. We've gone Philly in that one. Boston at Cleveland in the return. Uh, I'm going to go with the Celtics. I think I'm going to stick with that. Miami, they host Sacramento. Miami in a back-to-back. They've got to win that one. I don't think they do. Give me Sacramento. I'm going to change that one. Um, The Knickerbockers, they host Atlanta. I'm going to take Atlanta now. I had the Knicks, but they're not looking as crash hot. Whereas the uh, Hawks, look, there's two teams that we've got any... We've got zero vibes about, but it's Trey Young going to Madison Square Garden. Watch Atlanta go off. Charlotte, Chicago. Chicago on a back-to-back against Brooklyn going home. I'll stick with Chicago. Uh, Vooch will dominate that one. Clippers, Houston. The rematch. Uh, give me Houston, actually, now at home. I reckon they get that one. Milwaukee, Detroit. Another rematch. Give me the Bucks. I think they can uh, win another one. Detroit is so feisty, though. It's awesome. Raptors at San Antonio. Raptors should win that one still. Utah, Dallas. I'm taking Dallas. Uh, Portland, uh, Memphis. Going to have to go Memphis. They've got to get a get-right win after all of those uh, weird losses. Lakers, Pelicans. I'm going to have to change that. I had the Lakers. Expecting them to lose to the Nuggets the other day. I'm going to take New Orleans now. And then Friday's games, we'll probably we'll pick these now because there's only two, and we'll probably do a show Friday after those. So, Golden State, Orlando, give me the Warriors, and then Denver, OKC. We'll have to take the Nugs, two away teams. Don't know about that, but we'll see how we go. We are currently 63-92 on the picks this year, so you better listen up. Just saying. All right, that's it. Sick. Good job. Good job, me. <laughs> Steve Nash, prompting, an impromptu. Breaking case of emergency podcast. Here we go. Either way, uh, go check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. That's up this week as well, chopping it up each week. Uh, go check out Code Bet, where I'm, you know, all my writing. I'll have a Steve Nash article up today as well about how it affects the Brooklyn Nets odds. Uh, what else? 
Follow us on the Twitter, IGs, Facey, all over the socials all the time. NBAstraight.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Check us rating and reviewing your podcast app. Uh, thanks to From Oslo for the intro and outro song and all the other bands. Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmine, Dram, Shackalami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. And uh, yeah, let's close out with a really quick Jingles HR today. Sound good? Good. All right. That's it. We'll catch you in a couple of days. We'll probably do a Friday show. Set you up for the weekend after those uh, games on Friday. Good. Good. Righto. We'll speak to you then. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later on now. Paul Steve Nash. G'day there, Joe Ingles here, and if Jingles HR, yep, when I'm not sinking threes, rehabbing my knee, or just hanging out in Milwaukee, I'm also the head of the world's leading HR firm, Jingles HR, here to answer all your questions about workplace situations. So, let's get to this week's question, shall we? It's already a doozy. It comes from a Stephen in Brooklyn. He writes, Dearest Joseph, I just got shit-canned from my job because my subordinates weren't living up to their potential. Look, I know that a lot of that's on me, but still, I tried everything. We tried trust falls, we tried go-karts, we tried to hang out, we tried team dinners, and boom, nothing seemed to get through to these guys, and here I am out of my ass. What's the deal with that? Yours, Stephen. Ah, geez, that is a bit of a rough on there, Steve. Um... Yeah, look, as a HR manager sometimes, you know, fits just aren't great. You know, if you just can't get through to some of the people that work for you, you know, there's not much you can do. They can be hard-headed. Sometimes personalities just don't mesh, you know what I'm saying? So, look, yeah, look, in HR, we've always got answers. My answers are usually based around KPIs, and uh, that's, well, you know, a lot of performance indicators. That's pretty much all I'm about. And if you're hitting them, then you should be all right. But if you're not, of course, those personality clashes are going to come into play. And if you do try all the great HR things out there, team dinners, getting on the turps, I don't know, going go-karting, all the good stuff, and it doesn't work, then sometimes it's best just to move on. So, look, best of luck to you there, Steve. I'm sure you'll land on your feet. She'll be right. And uh, hope whoever comes in for you isn't like some sort of absolute psycho. You know? <laughs> we'll see what happens, eh? <laughs> right, that's all we've got time for this week on Jingles HR. I've been Joe Ingles. Go get a job up ya. <laughs>